All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you, Lisa. Oilers Nation Radio is kicking off on a Tuesday. Dan Coomsey, Liam, Tyler, Bag Milk here. Got a lot to discuss as the Oilers kick off their second round series versus the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow, maybe. Allegedly. I heard, I heard they might play it tonight. Uh, could be today. Could be tomorrow. Two could games be never. today. Just get it started with a couple of quick games on one day. <laughs> they're gonna yeah, do not? it like an old minor hockey tournament, and they're and they're gonna be like, "Hey guys, we don't have, we're not in the same room for the next game in six hours. They gotta pack it up, move everyone around. No like, floods between games either. You know what? When I think of that though, the meal in between probably Boston pizza. Mm. We're gonna get to our friends at Boston Pizza because they challenged us with something today, Tyler, and we crushed it. We'll get there. First, we've got to start off with a delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. 18 locations and counting. If you are in Edmonton, go stop at any of those locations. Grab yourself a free sticker. If they don't have any, reach on out. We'll get them restocked. Promise. Good. Tyler, what do you got for a delicious debate today? Our delicious debate today, well, for listeners of Oilers Nation every day, you would have heard me outline. I called them the five key battlegrounds of this series against Vegas. Which sounds intense and extreme. The ice. No, <laughs> the arenas not, in which they that's play. That's not one of the battlegrounds you chose. Okay, no. All right, what do you? So going? here are the here are the five key areas I identified: number one, or power play, goaltending, high end skill, 
the blue line and the starting games on time, which the NHL is admittedly struggling with. <laughs> so power play goal. They don't even have their days right. No power play goaltending high end skill, the blue lines and starting games on time. Which one of those five would you say is the most important to the Oilers winning this series? Uh, I'm going to say goaltending. I think that if Stu even looks more like he was down the stretch, then I don't really think it's close. If those last 10 games of the regular season, he was nails. Yeah, so that's what good. I mean. So if you can get somewhere around there in and about that area, I think the others are in really, really good shape. So I'm going to pick a goaltending. Well, putting aside the NHL factor, I'm going to say it's the start times because I think that these are going to be some track meets. And I think that if you start a track meet, we've seen it in the past with these Oilers teams. Uh, you start a track meet behind the eight ball started in the second period. You can find yourself starting a game three, nothing down. And that's very easy to do against this Vegas team. So I'm going to say it's the start times. Uh, just to follow up on that, the golden Knights in the regular season, when they led after two periods, 34, one and two. Pretty Not good. ideal. Not really ideal. Really good relief pitching. Um, I think for the Oilers, the number one thing, and we saw it in the LA series, was the power plays. In games one, two, and I guess three as well, it kind of felt like, and I don't know, we're obviously a little bit biased. We're all looking at it from an Oilers perspective. It felt like not everything was being called that the Kings did. And then in the latter part of the series, games four, five, and six, the Oilers were getting more power play chances. Their power play was scoring, you know, on 50% of their opportunities. Nobody can keep up with that. That's just the way it is. So if this series is the penalties are called even or the penalties are called in Edmonton's favor, I have a hard time imagining the Golden Knights managing to win this thing unless they get, you know, go back to Bag Milk's point. The goaltending is obviously phenomenal. Maybe the only way I think the Golden Knights can compensate for Edmonton's power play is if they completely goalie the Oilers. I will go with the blue line because I think that the Oilers power play will show up and the high end skill will be there already for the team. They kind of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. I suppose. But if the Oilers are, are good defensively against the Golden Knights, then I don't know how the Golden Knights are really going to compete with the Oilers. I think that's a good point. I do actually think the interesting part about laying it out this way is you can honestly make a case for all of these. Yeah. I'm going to say it's the power play, though. Vegas, you know, they averaged almost three and a half penalties taken per game against the Winnipeg Jets. They also allowed the Winnipeg Jets to score on 40 some percent of their power plays. They let they made the Winnipeg Jets power play look elite. Mm. The Winnipeg Jets do not have the best power play of all time the Oilers do. If Winnipeg or if, sorry, Vegas is going to take 3 to 4 trips to the box every game, they are gifting the Oilers basically a 1 to 2 goal lead right off the jump just from doing that. So if the Oilers keep humming at 50% on the power play, there's just no way Vegas can beat them. And and like the Winnipeg Jets power play isn't like no pushover. Like they got a lot of talent on it, but yeah, like it doesn't even come close to what the Oilers are able to put out there. And if then what was it? I think it was forty one percent Winnipeg shot out. Yeah, on and the Oilers was fifty seven percent. The Oilers <laughs> penalty kill and the Vegas Knights. I uh, sorry, the Oilers power play and the Golden Knights penalty kill was almost the same number in the That's first round. <laughs> that, that shouldn't <laughs> that shouldn't happen. I think the Golden Knights were around fifty nine percent. And yeah, the Oilers were 57%. So, and the Jets, (laughs) keep this in mind, the Jets in the regular season were 23rd in the league on the power play. And the Golden Knights penalty kill, 19th on the season as a whole, but from March 1st on, it's 28th in the league. Something else to consider. Okay. Josh Morrissey missed a lot of that series on that power play. They're missing one of their best power play guys. So then they still shot at the percentage they did. Here's one thing also to consider from the regular season. I've just pulled up. Hockey reference and the Vegas Golden Knights took 
far and away the fewest penalties this season. Like the, the, the next, the next team on the list in terms of power play opportunities against as 217, that's the St. Louis blues. They allowed the second fewest. The golden Knights were only penalized 195 times throughout the regular season. That is, that's nuts. Insane. Why are the Oilers on that list? Cause I don't Oilers see them in the top 15. They are sixth. Yeah, right in the middle of the group. Yeah, yeah they took uh, quite a few penalties. They had the sixth most power play opportunities again. So they gave their penalty kill a lot of work. Yeah, and sorry, I did actually misspeak on that stat on the Golden Knights. They gave up 2.4 power plays per game. They took three and a half power penalties per game. There's just some coincidentals in there I didn't factor in. So that is a good point. Like they're good at staying out of the box or the refs don't call anything on them. One of the two. What were the numbers in the playoffs out of curiosity to that? Like how many penalties were they taking in the in playoffs. In they the averaged 2.4 times shorthanded per game against okay, Winnipeg. So that was pr- and they only played five games too. So it's a little bit of a smaller sample size compared yeah, to everyone point. else. But, but like what the others average, like four uh, times shorthanded. I am going to uh, double check that. Sorry. I, Cause I feel like two point, whatever you said is low compared to what the others took. Yeah. That was around what LA was doing in those games that we were complaining about. Like when we were angry, we were like, ah, oh, the Kings only got two penalty, two power or two penalties. Yeah. Them. The Oilers averaged three and a half times shorthanded per game. And the yeah. LA Kings averaged 2.67. Yeah. Not great. So I said, I think another point here is that when the Oilers do get their opportunities with the man advantage, you got to take advantage of it. So you got to cash them in. So maybe that is the number one thing. The number one battleground. That's what it was in the LA series, man. Everything changed when they started calling penalties against the Kings. It was hardly a series after that. The Oilers dominated LA when the penalties were being called. But yeah. the the penalties that the Oilers were taking were not, they weren't like play game or they weren't game penalties. Most of the penalties that they took were extracurricular, yeah. stupid, you know, drawn into penalties, which I think I just peeked at your, your box there and Vegas only had 207. I think power plays for themselves as well are, uh, you know, penal- power play calls for them. So power play opportunities for the Vegas golden Knights. Sorry. I'm just going to think they're right at the bottom there. Yeah. Yeah. They're right. Yeah. They're right here. They're dead last so for some reason, 207 power play opportunities for the golden Knights. They're dead last in both categories. So they don't get involved in this stuff at all. Yeah. And I, and so I, I think that's a good thing for the Oilers. I think there's a yeah. positive. The Oilers are not going to get dragged down into the rat game that we were talking are about. They, against the, against are they a the softer team? It's funny because we, spoke about today on all this nation every day, like who's the rat of this team. And it was kind of difficult to pick someone because you look at it. And I just, I said, Colasar and Mark stone. I said, maybe like a Brett Howden, Braden McNabb. Throw some dirty hits sometimes. Maybe it yeah. isn't anybody. You kind of like just like picking at straws. Really? Like they're fairly like clean team. With a They've goal. got, look at all, look, look at how low some of their penalty minutes are. Mark stone. I recognize only 43 games, but 10 penalty minutes, Alex Petrangelo, 16 penalty minutes, Shea Theodore, 18 penalty minutes. These guys don't take penalties or do the refs love them? The refs might love That's them. That's a good point. Let's start that narrative now. Yeah. <laughs> I think, front. I just think that when you see the number, the number of penalties that they drew as well, that, that maybe they just aren't a team that worries that much about their power play and, and penalty kill and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we've seen teams and, and I think that that's the issue for the Oilers that, you know, beg milk, you mentioned it. You got to be deadly on the power play because the referees start thinking of the Oilers power play, like it's an automatic goal. And, and the referees are only human and they don't want to affect the game outcome as much as I think people believe that they want to. So they're, they're not going to call those ticky tack power plays for the Oilers because the power play is just mm-hmm. so lethal. Sometimes I think this is an opportunity for the Oilers to bully the golden Knights a little bit. Well, those are a big team. They are. 
Lots of big forwards, lots of big demon. If they can throw the body around, I don't. I'm looking at the roster right now. Like, who can hang with that? Maybe the Oilers should bring the LA Kings scrappy energy into this and piss the Golden Knights off a lot and make them take uncharacteristic penalties. Yeah, like, and I totally do get that because it is a unique situation or a unique feeling to be like, wow, the Oilers are like a tough group who like have some size. They can bully them. (laughs) But I also think we saw in Vegas that is Edmonton disciplined enough to do that? Like we saw Leon Dreisel take a dumb penalty. We saw Clem Costin in game three, take a dumb penalty. Like I feel like the Oilers don't know where the line is and I don't trust them to. I'd say that's more a product of the roughing though. I think that's the the league. I think the line moves. Yeah. Did I, Look at the first round, the officiating, not just in the Oilers series, was terrible. Yeah. Those, the guys who did games two in Edmonton then went on to that Minnesota series, they aren't getting an assignment the rest of the way. They're oh, done. I can't imagine why. <laughs> that was from scouting the refs. They are actually done. Yeah, it's Rooney and whoever I think are the two or whatever the names were. They're done. Um, anyways, I just think the Oilers like don't need to worry about that because if the King or the Golden Knights want to turn this into a track meet and skill it up, you're playing right into the Oilers' hand. They're the best track meet skill it up team in the league. I think it's just naturally going to progress that way. Personally, I just think the series is just going to kind of be one of those things where one team's going to go up and then the other team is going to get on their horses and come right back. It's going to be a. I I, I just I see a lot of a lot of offense. Bet the over. Does this kind of thing. does this feel like it's already the Western Conference Final? I actually felt last series felt more like the Western Conference final. Yeah. This one r- feels like Calgary it was Edmonton. round one. <laughs> I know, but it was just like, I, yeah, just, like, <laughs> like the whole narrative going into the playoffs was like, we don't want to play LA. We don't yeah, want to play LA. We don't want to play LA. First thing we have to do is play LA. And it was just so intense. And it, I think LA was the second best team in that division. Oh. The Pacific division. That's why I number one. Vegas? Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> I think that Goilers. playing the Kings in round one probably will battle test them a little yeah. bit. Well, it's the same thing that happened last year, right? Like we're going into this intense series against the Calgary Flames and the Oilers wiped the flow with them. There was, the, was Calgary had nothing to do in that business. It was way easier than the LA series last yeah, year. Yeah, way I'm, easier. I'm curious for you, Liam, because you, I know you, you were telling me in the office earlier this week that you watched a lot of the Kraken series. Are you worried about the Kraken more than you are about the Golden Knights? Um, well, I just think Grubauer eventually will kind of fall apart. Yep. That was a revenge tour. That's what I call it. A massive revenge tour. And now we Fair got enough. the Matias Janmark revenge tour. So that's a big thing. Um, if healthy, I, uh, I'm worried about the Kraken cause they can come at you in waves and their defense is massive. Opportunistic. But on the same side of things too, like Colorado were banged up a little bit. Like obviously no Nachushkin. And uh, what was the other guy? Lance McCarr missed the one game and they weren't as good as they were last season. So I'm more worried about Vegas than I would be about Seattle, but I'm also, I also think Dallas will probably win that series anyway. Hmm. I can't even look ahead. Like no, yeah, we'll start tomorrow. I, yeah. I'm just I, out of curiosity. I went and looked at the others head to head against Vegas this season on penalties. And the others got three power plays. One game went three for three. That's when they won 7-4. Uh, then they went 1-2 for two, uh, when they lost in overtime. And then they went 0-1, which was the game we were at. And then they went 1-3. and three. So they never had more than three power plays in the game. And Vegas never had more than three power plays either. Whistles went away. I think this is going to be a long series. I, might, I disagree. Why? I think there are enough areas that the Oilers hold a distinct advantage in. And like, there's a sizable gap in those areas versus the areas where I give Vegas an advantage. 
it's it's slimmer. Like the bottom six, I think, you know, maybe you could look at that bottom six and go, okay, Vegas has a bit of a better bottom six, but it's not such a large gap that I think they're just going to like steamroll the Oilers bottom six. And it also goes away if they play 11-7. That too. Um, but like the Oilers bottom six is humming along great right now. Outscored and outshot the LA Kings over the course of their six game series. The blue line. Okay. The Oilers don't have a defenseman as good as Alex Petrangelo. How dare you? But <laughs> I think there are a couple of weak spots on that Golden Knights blue line. Like it's better. Then the Oilers blue line, but not by a crazy gap. And then you go look at the numbers from March 1st on the Vegas Golden Knights bled chances, basically worse than almost anyone in the league. Like it was bad. They gave up a lot of looks and basically won games because of their goaltending and because of a crazy high shooting percentage. I just don't see them as having one like distinct clear cut advantage over this Oilers team. I think though, I think those are winning in five. So in the first game of this, you're saying scoring chances. In November, when the Oilers played them, they had 23 shots on goal. Then they went from that to 37, to 30, to 39. They got and a lot better when you add the, the deadline moves, right? Like, there's yeah. such a different team Kane came now. back. Yeah. That was a big one, yeah. And then you look at the Golden Knights, like, they added Ivan Barbashev and they got Mark, Mark Stone. Stone. back from injury. Yeah, that's the big Amazingly. one. Amazingly. And yeah. Lauren Brassois comes back, and he's been nailed since coming back, man. 9-27 in the regular season in 11 games, and then in the playoffs in the first round. 915, not amazing, but good. But he's never held down a starter's job once in his career. Well, what about when he was with the Edmonton Oil Kings in the WHL? That's true. That was, that was a big <laughs> error. Also, <laughs> the Oilers have faced every single goaltender that Vegas has played this season. Really? Every time they've played him, it's been a different goaltender that has started the game. It was Aiden Hill, Thompson, uh, Braswan, and Quick. But they never saw Yuri Patera. That's really too bad. The fifth bad. goalie that Vegas <laughs> used this year. That was something. I just, I don't see a way, I don't know. And again, maybe I'm just overly optimistic, feeling the high of the round one win. Maybe I'm grossly misreading the Vegas Golden Knights right now. I just don't view them as that complete or that solid of a hockey team. I've got Oilers in six, so it's not exactly Yeah, not that far off, I guess, yeah. I think five. I think the Oilers might lose game one and win four straight. I kind of think it's going to go six or seven. I agree with the long series thing, but it's also important to remember Vegas missed the playoffs last year. They're not, mm. I don't think they're the same Stanley cup contender. Now they were a couple of years ago. My heart wants to say it's going to be a sweep, but my head is saying still six until the team can like go out and just throttle a team like Vegas. I still don't, I'm not confident as confident in the, I, I think it's that. also important that they can't give up games yeah. like in game one of the series against the Kings. Well, yeah. had two separate two goal leads in that yep. and they blew in the third period. That cannot happen. Yep. Yep. That eliminates all that shit. Oilers could have realistically, when you look back at it, as you say, but they should have probably swept the Kings all things. Or a gentleman sweep, at least. Yeah. But the, I've You recycled this line so many times. Aaron said it when he was asked who the biggest threat to the Oilers is in the West. And he was like, oh, it's themselves. Like it is. Like if the Oilers bring it, A or A plus game, games we've one, all, two, three, four against it. Vegas, it's over. Yep. It's done. We've all seen that A plus yeah. game. But it just, we, we haven't seen it consistently enough to say, mm-hmm. for me to at least say that it's going to be five or four yet. For our friends at Boston Pizza, powered by Boston Pizza Fanalytics, a couple, couple of numbers I want to talk to you guys about from game six. There were, oops, I, I lost my screen, Liam. Bear with me. No problem. Well, this road shot 44 to 26 in that game. Weird. A lot of that. I, I mean, there was a lot of perimeter shots. LA was, there was score effects in there a little bit. Like they were shooting They're from everywhere. Corsi. They were gaming the Corsi. <laughs> that is kind of a Tom McClellan staple is 
shot total something that you're concerned about against Vegas? <sighs> shot totals? Yeah. Like how many shots Vegas will get? Yeah, both ways actually, because like the Oilers were outshot forty-four to twenty-six in, and I actually thought in Game Six, like there was periods where LA was pressing real hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, honestly, no. I kind of expected LA to obviously have a lot of fight in Game Six under the circumstances, but the Oilers, I think it was a few times this season where it was like, wow, the Oilers are getting really outshot. Like, I think a good example is when they beat Calgary. Was it three-one or something like that? And Skinner faced like forty-eight shots. Mm-hmm how many of them are actually good chances? Like yep. if, as long as they can limit the actual scoring chances, they could have a hundred shots for all I care. As long as they have like two good chances in the game. A couple more fanalytic numbers for you, Dan, both Leon and Connor in game six played over 27 minutes. That is probably not ideal. <laughs> but having four days off, <laughs> they played once that. in the last week. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's Okay. I, you don't want to be doing that in a seven game series back to back kind of thing, but because McDavid in game five only played like 18 minutes or something. I think how about this one then Tyler in eight forty four, a clean cost and picked up two goals and an assist for three points. That's an effective eight minutes and 44 seconds. If you ask me, that's mm-hmm. effective enough that I might even think about changing a name or something. What do you mean? I don't know. I would oh, just... you mean like when Boston pizza challenged us today? And said, if we get 5,000 likes on this tweet, we will rename our Ice District location to Costin Pizza. And as we're recording right now at 2 o'clock on Tuesday, that post now has 5,500 likes. So I hope they've got a good sign guy on call. The person that came up with the 5,000 number just needs a little fanalytic twinge, I think, or tweet. Yeah. They lowballed, man. 5,000 likes is real easy. <laughs> Oiler fans are, uh, are and we got it. We took care of it fast, too. Under two hours. Unreal. We got a big retreat from Frank too. Yeah. Frank, Mark Spector jumped in yeah, and helped us big. out. It was a re- Tony Brar, real community effort yeah. around yeah. Oilers nation. Uh, but anyways, was- looking forward to, as I do almost every Wednesday, going for wings on Wednesday, cost and pizza. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I can't like, I need to see the sign now. I they got to do something for us, right? I need to see some gear come out. The opportunities are endless. Cost and pizza. Come on. Everybody wants it just like you want a pizza flight, you know? Yeah. When you guys went out for lunch last week, what kind of pizzas did you get in that flight? Tropical chicken. Ooh, nice. Meteor. And uh, Great White North. Great White North. Oh, Liam and I shared. No yeah. pierogi pizza? No, no, no. Jay and Christopher Palmer did pierogi pizza though. That's a pierogi pizza. Move. Move. Yep. We also had the the, sh- the deep fried shrimp, I believe it is, yeah. that's on there. Shrimp bites, those are good. We had the- Appy uh, Trio. Appy Trio, and also the ribs, the rib wings. You guys went hard. Oh, yeah, we- Analytics uh, menu comes up big. It, still full? It's actually amazing. But, yeah, I'm still, still suffering. And then so. I went out for cheesecake later on that evening. Wow. It's a wow. big one. Yeah. Yeah, I had to walk that one off. Wow. Well, there you go. Check out Boston Pizza. Get in on the Fanalytics menu. I say you order the pizza flight, and you stack them all t- on top of each other and make a delicious sandwich. Or we're thinking, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing that. I want to get back to the Vegas series here a little bit. Um, mostly because the NHL is fumble-fucking the schedule all over the place. Really? So unlike them. Thanks to our friends at AMA Travel, you and I are leaving tomorrow for Las Vegas. First yep. thing in the morning. When are we coming home? I don't know. Who knows when we're coming home? The plan was to come home Saturday morning. Now, it might still be Saturday morning. Will we see two games? Maybe. Or maybe not. <laughs> But maybe <laughs> I feel like I'm a Minnesota wild fan in not knowing that 
they don't even set like games three and four until the start of games one and two, like for round two yeah. games, three and four have not even been set yet. Like it, at all. But the other irritating thing here is the Vegas golden Knights eliminate eliminated the jets over a week ago, Yeah, which means the NHL is known for like eight or nine days, maybe even more than that, that the round two series would be in Vegas. They had home ice. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Nobody else could have beat them. They, we knew games one and two were in Vegas. The Oilers knew they didn't even fly back home. No, they, they packed just for a longer trip. Gene Prince Bay was looking tanned on his hit yesterday. Yeah. Come on. So <laughs> why? And then bag milk. I know you had initially been like, oh, this might be the Oilers being like, oh, we don't want to lose out on our watch party money Friday. That was my theory. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were talking about it and we realized, no, well, Shania Twain plays Friday and Saturday. So the Oilers still couldn't do a watch, watch party, party either way. Unless now we're hearing the game might start at five o'clock mountain time from Jesse Granger. So what? four o'clock Vegas time. When Jesse Granger on Saturday, Saturday, Jesse Granger tweeted that like an hour ago. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But there's, it's, it's also ridiculous. related to how the other games go too, right? Because they don't want to have a day where you have both the Eastern Conference series going at the same time, both the Western ones. And I saw something on Twitter where someone said, and and I haven't researched this, so I don't know if this is accurate, but apparently the owner of the Florida Panthers has a horse in the Kentucky Derby. Oh, he doesn't yes. want to have the Panthers playing a playoff home game. The same day as the Kentucky Derby. And then also in Florida, in, in Miami, they have an F1. F1 race. Yeah. So the Panthers are having to navigate all this. And I think the NHL is trying to avoid, or they're trying to have the, the Leafs and Oilers series in the same day to double up the Canadian series. I want just what? <laughs> yeah, but the thing that doesn't make sense, if they're going to try to double it up, why would the Oilers game start at five o'clock now? Yeah, you're right. That doesn't make any sense. And also like, I don't understand how you can be like, we were all at, um, at Greta on Saturday night, by the way, book, if you want a reservation to Greta, get in there. Book yeah. one for Friday and Saturday, just yeah, in just case. <laughs> book the whole weekend. Cause you never know. 10 a.m. Saturday. But then the next day, day it comes out. Okay. Oilers play Wednesday, Friday. So I want to know how many Oilers fans, not just Tyler and Jay and I through because of AMA travel booked something to go to Vegas, maybe not both games, maybe one game. And now their plans are just completely fucked. But also like our friend, original Pozar, he's booked a he trip for game five. But now if they keep pushing game five, he won't be able to. He just it. goes to Vegas for an in and out. It's just, <laughs> again, you knew all of this stuff. Nothing has changed last second. You knew Shania was in town. Whose bed have your boots been under? Gary. Love that line. Yep. Good one. Mm hmm. You knew this was all happening. How also, is it changing? The series fucking starts tomorrow. <laughs> and like Jason Greger kind of tweeted what he thinks may be a timeline, which includes May 10th here at Rogers place, but disturbed. Ooh, ah, those guys, uh-huh. ooh, ah, they play at Rogers place on Wednesday. <laughs> They're going to play during the intermission. <laughs> The They're Oilers the- are going to skate out every period. To- <laughs> you have to leave the arena if you have Oilers tickets and then you come back in when you get a wristband. Everyone's funneling in and out. Of the <laughs> Those concerts have been on the books for months. I also, I didn't understand why. Like, why doesn't Edmonton Vegas start today? Given that Florida played on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Is that are also like, why did the game have to move from Saturday uh, from Friday? What game was the game supposed to be Friday? Friday. Yeah. Just move the Oilers game to Monday at home instead of Sunday. So then you just okay, Saturday, Sunday off. And then if the Oilers are worried about like cleaning up at home after Shania's rager, 
Then they have the two days to do it there. And then on Monday, you would have Toronto and Edmonton both playing on the same night, lined up for the back half of the series. There you go. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just such a trash league operation where it's round two starts today and they don't even have their schedule set. Is anybody surprised? No, I'm not sure. I, like, I saw it and I was like, that's dumb. And I realized what league we support. I'm, I'm surprised they have a puck drop time for Leafs and Panthers tonight. I thought they were going to have the teams waiting around TBA all day. Just be like, all right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it could be at, it could be at seven. It could yeah. be at eight. You never I'm know. Just floating on an idea here, guys. Let's go back to bubble hockey. Let's do bubble playoff hockey from now on. Have everybody in the same Everything city was on schedule, man. Yes. It was dialed That's in. That's what I'm saying. Let's do it. We're going back to it. Game started at 11. They ended whenever the Playoffs fuck. will be done in like three weeks. We'll go. Let's do it. It's just <sighs> kind of wild that we have had discussions earlier on in the season where it's like, you always need to find time to put McDavid in prime time when they can't even schedule a playoff round. Like the others, they, Lee clearly just has like bigger problems than trying to put McDavid in a prime time. It's like trying to get him on some ice time more than anything at the moment. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Like it when really are they going to put themselves first? Like when is this league just going to turn around and be like, no, this is our league. We're well, playing the playoffs tonight. And we don't give a shit about the Kentucky exactly Derby. Exactly what yes. that's the thing is it's like the league, this league used to, and most leagues used to just tell you the day that your game was going to be. And you had to figure out everything after that, like logistics. Oh, sorry. You have a, a, a prearranged thing at your arena, kick them out or go somewhere else. Like figure it out. You guys remember last year, uh, they had to move the Kevin Hart show in LA up a day. Yeah. Because of Oilers Kings game one or two. Doesn't make sense. Couldn't move disturbed uh, 24 hours. Well, I, I guess know. people are maybe traveling are they for that. Maybe you're not a, down take, with the sickness. It, it, yeah, just like, I guess. God, is that you down piss with the off the 16, yes. 17,000 plus that are going to disturb That's a scary these, group. It is a scary group. <laughs> They've got wallet chains, you know? Spiked colors. <laughs> so, disturb have the sound of silence remake. Down with the sickness is oh, one I was of good. them. Okay, it's the big one. Warrior. And indestructible. Who's opening yeah. up for them? Let's Adele. Look. Adele. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What all the same song. Wow. Adele doing down with the sickness. She covers down with the sickness. It's beautiful. She's <laughs> very angelic. I'd watch that. She turned down the coronation, so I figured she was free. Um, is this uh, Benjamin and Ginger? Breaking Benjamin and Gin- Ginger. Spelled with two J's. I've been yeah. breaking Benjamin in a long time. That's a real throwback. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who's opening for Shania? <laughs> Adele. <laughs> Disturbed, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Disturbed is opening for Shania. They're wow. sharing the stage. <laughs> if you're not down with the sickness. Well, it's because they had to move Disturbed from Wednesday, so they're now opening for Shania on the weekend. <laughs> the Disturbed concert's the first intermission of game three. The Shania concert's the second intermission, and they both come out after the game and do a concert together. <laughs> Just move them both to the community arena. Yeah. <laughs> What's Rex all doing? Can we just put them yeah. in? I think we should do it at the Meadows Rec Center. Let's go. Uh, what if they did it in the moss pit? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like it might get a little dangerous. Huh? Hey, maybe. Yeah, by the way, stop biting people's fingers off. You're going to the moss pit. Pardon? Allegedly. You haven't heard this? You no, haven't I seen thought that? was just getting shot at the moss pit. Not getting- no. no, that, that was, was outside. That was well outside the moss <laughs> oh, pit, Liam. This one was just somebody walking around biting people's fingers. What the hell? Is that fan from the mullet arena okay, come by so again? Also, when somebody That's walks crazy. up to you and asks you to put your finger in their mouth, <laughs> let's not do that either. Yep. We've got lessons to teach everybody here. And barricades. Barricades are meant to hold you in or keep you out, not go through them. You just... <laughs> just feels like we shouldn't have to say these things. It just feels like this is a nice thing we have that's going to get taken away. It really does. One, one round of the playoffs and the chief of police is like, hey, 
if you're going to act bad, don't come out. Seriously, you, had, you hadn't seen that, Liam? No, I actually didn't know people were getting bit. Yeah, there's a, a Yeg Wave is the source for Yeg, all things news. Yeg Wave is big. They've really taken off they since the guy job, fell man. into Talus Balls. It's really, yeah. a, it's really a good news story, you know, <laughs> that they they often share the good news about the city. Say, I've never seen a positive story. And when there's lulls, they go real negative. Like they, they, they're like, hey, pick on something in the city and shit on it. That's the post. <laughs> and it just, anyways. Uh, can't find the opener for Shania Twain, unfortunately. So there might it, not be one. There Should might not, not be happen? one. Might be a short. I did see Shania Twain actually in concert at Rexall Place. Well, there's, there's so is the hand. So is that almost. sewn back on or gone? Sewn back on. Oh yeah. So they found their foot. They found the, 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 the foot. Someone's sorry, foot. They found the finger. I was thinking about the feet because the finger was on the ground. So someone's stepping on, everyone's, everyone's stepping on this finger and someone just grabs it and gets it put back on. You sure you even want that finger? Just, 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 just put it on ice. With, they just wanted a sixth one. Someone found the finger and they added another finger to their hand. So they look like, Oh, an nobody's AI doing rendering. that. Nobody's doing that. You just do the three. Canadian. Yeah. The, you know, live long and prosper. Like a lobster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not what a lobster Or the penguin like on Batman. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think the moral of the story we're trying to get at is don't bite people's fingers off. Don't act like a dick. That's yep. my moral. I mm-hmm. like that one. Chill out, people. Yeah, yeah there's and no also, chill in biting someone's finger off. No. no one's biting fingers at Greta, I'll tell you that much. Nope. There was just, just high fives. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, what are those things I had? Taquito pizza taquitos. Pizza How are fingers? They? Oh, they were good. Yeah, you're biting some pizza fingers. <laughs> gonna yeah. go get some chicken fingers, maybe some people fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was delicious. Do you know the best part about Greta actually on Saturday was watching the game with the sun beaming on my back. It was just nice to be. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see the sun in England very much. No, it just felt nice. Like playoff weather it was there on Saturday. There is something was- very. I don't know. Cathartic. Don't, yeah. About like the Red sun's out when you're like driving home from work and like got the window down. It's like game night. Like, oh, I love spring hockey. Well, it's, I think it's because we walk to games most nights and it's minus 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then when we yeah. see the sun, like Liam said, it's really a refreshing thing. It's- I also like that there was a point where on Saturday night, my phone kept buzzing over and over again because it was people sending me pictures of Liam eating a banana from varying <laughs> angles. <laughs> That was posted twice on our socials. It was almost the same picture. It was quite funny. I had a few texts about that too. My well, dad commented, you make me so proud. You got through them. Fuck yeah, they were, they were all gone. Yeah, what? They were all gone. Your dad said he was proud of you? My dad's very proud of me. Wow. I My wish. Dare face. to dream. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Eel is opening for Shania Twain. Ooh. Oh, finally. I don't know. Lindsay Eel? That took you a long oh, time L. to get to that. that Lindsay Eel, sorry. Okay, now we can move on with the rest of the podcast. Yeah, what else we got? <laughs> what else do we have? Want to talk about the other series? Yeah, let's go around the league a little bit, I guess. Nothing else really interesting happened. You guys want to talk about the Jays? Yeah. Let's talk about the Jacob Truba hit. That's okay. Funny, yeah. Thoughts? I'm a big fan of it. I thought that, yeah, well. I mean, I'm a little bit older. So to me that that's a keep your head up in the trolley tracks. We watched hit. Scott Stevens play bag milk. You and I, yeah. At different times. Of course we weren't. I would say for me, it was a, uh, a legal, but probably not clean hit. Maybe. I mean, he, he just, he, de- he demolished them. Like the head contact for me came because Meyer was leaning forward. It wasn't like Truba targeted it, but at the same point, that was a dev. I thought he was going to blow up into dust for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. I was torn on it 
And usually I'm on the side of like, oh, we need to take like hits that could be scrambling people's brains out of the game. But like, it's a contact sport. And like Timo Meyer, my guy, you've been playing this game a while. You should know not to have your head between your feet when you're coming over the blue line. Also, there is a little bit of like, okay, I'm playing Jacob Truba. Okay, he's on the ice. Yeah. I might get my bell rung. Like if his head's up, he doesn't get hit. That's what, what Bro- his- that's what Kyle Brodziak said. He said, at what point are you, you know, you got to keep your head up. What point do his teammates bail him out too? Heads. Like <laughs> how does not one person say something to him before that moment? I just, yeah. my thing and it, and it came up with the, it came up when we were talking about the Dumba on Pavelski hit uh, mm-hmm. and the line, I steal it from, I think you should leave uh, is you can't change the rules just because you don't like how I'm doing it. And I, I just, I really believe that to be true. Now, this is a conversation to have in the off season, but we can't keep breaking down these, these hits and saying that they're dirty because they're allowed. Like they're, it's a part of the game right now. If you want to evolve it out, that's a different discussion. But Jacob Troop, what Jacob Trouba did last night was clean or sorry, was, was legal yep. and allowed. And yep. it's a part of the game until it's not right. And so that that's, that's where the debate kind of ends for me. And his only but, option was like, either you blow him up like he did, or you don't touch him at all. Yeah. Or you, or you bail out on the hit and you take his legs out. <laughs> like, take uh, his knees, yeah. <laughs> like that was the thing too. Like people do like a 360 <laughs> spin around them. <laughs> we, it's 2003 stuff. <laughs> we spoke about this on the live show and people were saying how, Oh, well, Truba should have guided him to the boards. It's like, no, like he was on the tracks. Like he was there. Like Truba had one option and it was to hit him. And it's just unfortunate what the outcome was. Like there was nothing else Truba could have done. What do you want him to do? Trip him and take a two minute minor? Like, well, it's just kind of like what he, this hit was almost inevitable. And honestly, it's pro- probably more on Maya than anybody else. His head was down. He put himself in that vulnerable position. It's not like someone passed him the puck and he was looking for the puck and, and it hit him. Kind of clear across center. And you're coming between like two guys, two Rangers guys too. Like, I just don't know what Trubo was supposed to do. And I also, you look at the hit, like he didn't target the head. He didn't leave his feet. He did nothing just a illegal. Hit. He just hit him hard. It a huge hit. Yeah, and that was a huge hit. And, I, and the thing where people are like, oh, he was trying to hit him to hurt him. Well, okay, no. He wasn't trying to do that. But what what is a hit in the game of hockey other than to separate a person from the puck? Yeah, and that's exactly what he did. And yeah, it just so happens that it was extra explosive because Truba is really fucking good at that. But I uh, like it just drives me nuts. I was stunned Myers back on the bench. I'll tell you that much. They yeah. came yeah. out they for the hands handshake. And the handshake and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so nice I guess moment. he's not unless he's completely zonked here and doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> in which case that's a whole different discussion it seems like he's completely fine with what transpired i guess maybe he's also happy they won the game too so yeah i just i honestly think it's like jordan ebley on cogliano that one's terrible adrian kempe on bouchard in the extra in the overtime are way worse for the game than what Truba did because true had one option and he took it where those players had a variety of options and they picked the worst one Everybody literally broke Cogliano's neck. Yeah, that's Jason Greger had the tweet about it where it's just like, it's ludicrous that we're having this much of a discussion about Truba when it is, when there was no talk about Eberle breaking Cogliano's neck. (laughs) These things happen. (laughs) He did his time. Two minutes, but but we're trying to keep the head hits out of the game. So good thing. Do you know what's kind of funny? And it obviously ended in bad circumstances for McCann, but Kale McCaw's hit was probably the worst of the four and he got a suspension for it. Well, it's and look wild. at, you go back to the Leaf series too and the hit on oh, Bunting. Uh, Bunting yeah. got three. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what, 
the rule books are the rule book is and it, it comes down to like the offside the goaltender interference like, all that kind of stuff the, the rule book is just so interpretable it's it's who knows who knows what a clean hit is or what isn't honestly like because the nhl doesn't know so how are we supposed to know it's just like they're chucking darts especially too when it comes to discipline on those things yeah like eberle breaks a guy's neck two minutes and then think about the regular season. Connor McDavid throws that vicious throw on Mikey Anderson. Six should games. Have been, should have, yeah, six games. Six, seven games. <laughs> like our I saw it was reported that it was six, seven games. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And then he got his 10-game suspension for the Cottonyemi one a few years ago, too. That was nuts. <laughs> my, my buddy sent me that article a few weeks ago. and was like, I don't remember this happening. And I was like, oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That's crazy, man. Uh, well, you know what they say. Let's pause for an ad. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. All right. Good ad. It was a great ad. (laughs) Even better pause. Oh, guys. What other series do you want to talk about? What about the Leafs moving on? Sure. I think the Panthers are going to be, I think they have an easy ride through the Panthers. Really? I do. Isn't that what the Bruins thought? Well, they did have an easy ride through the Panthers and then they fucking pants. shot themselves in the foot multiple times. I think, I think that's Leafs and five. Remember right before the series when Keith to Chuck came out and he said the Panthers were a soft team. It really felt like that motivated them and got them fired up to prove some kind of point. Cause it looked for most of the season, it really looked like the Panthers just didn't give a shit. They had that amazing season last year. They won their playoff series and then kind of just fell off a cliff. And yeah. I don't know, in the last, what, three weeks of the season, they pulled it together. And then Keith to Chuck says that. And all of a sudden, they just wouldn't go away, man. Like the Bruins couldn't score a goal on the Panthers, which is so weird because they're, they're not known for being a strong defensive team by any stretch. Bruins were also a minute away from winning that series. It's not like they got rolled in game seven. No. Like they were up late, Florida ties it. Crazy. Yeah. What about the uh, the script? Mm. Oh yeah, Edmonton Toronto final. No, when Florida scored and like thirty seconds before it said oh, goal so in the corner. That was big. yes, that was the script that the NHL slipped on, letting everybody know that everything is predetermined. 
Nothing what do you think real? the script says for so, round two? Wait, so what the, 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 the understanding is that since they made an error with a graphic that would already have existed for any goal that was scored, it wasn't like a specific Carter Verhage overtime winner graphic, nope. was it? Nope. No, it was no. Before the, it was yeah, before the tying so, goal. Montour oh, right. Goal. So it was yeah. just Florida goal. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just understand, goal, I'd understand if you had some, some spooky feelings, if it said who scored the goal and at what yeah. time or something <laughs> like that, or it was their ex goal of the playoffs, but it's it just was a general goal graphic. You, you got the script though. It says that at the bottom to not include anything about the goal scorers <laughs> until, you know, yeah, right? leak, exactly. leak a little bit. So it's just, yeah. What do you think? You, you, you don't think the Leafs have an easier run with the, the Panthers? I just think you underestimate them kind of at your own peril like this panthers team scrappy mac chucks on a totally different planet right now he's playing so good that blue line has a couple of nice pieces on it and like Ilya samsonov isn't a world beater like i just think it's neither fair. bob though i know but i also think it's just fair to expect that like there will be one or two games where bob or alex lyon is not good there will be one or two games where samsonov's not good and that's why i think it's going six or seven what do you think Liam? I, I think it'll actually go deep too. I think this Florida team has a lot of fight in them, which is going to be the biggest difference maker in this one. And you can say the same about the Leaves too. Like they did have those couple of games in Tampa Bay where they had to come from behind. I actually think Florida will win. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think, I think this Florida team had a bit of a rough year in the sense of like guys being injured and then eventually yeah. it all came together and they have a ton of talent, like Sam Reinhardt, uh, Chuck Barkov, like Agbar didn't even score a point in that first round and they, they won that series. Right. Like, yeah. I just think they've got a ton of guys who are, who can produce at a good rate and their team has been to the second round before. And I know there's not a lot to say about that because then they get swept last year, yeah. but They've been there. They've kind of done it. So I'm curious. I think they've got a lot of talent. Uh, John Shannon, by the way, guys, is reporting it's confirmed. Edmonton, Vegas, game two, Saturday, Toronto, Florida, game three, Sunday. Time? Fuck me. That is weird. Time on it? No time. No. Jesse Granger had the report of the five o'clock mountain, but. So they're going to. Great. They're going to have to be ready at like 10 a.m. at the stadium. They'll get a start time at some point. Just sit there with your skates on, guys. So I got play. a feeling the reason for this is the TV partners want one primetime game like they're probably going to do carolina jersey as an afternoon game at like one o'clock yeah. eastern and they still want a night game that doesn't start at 8 p.m so i bet you that's the reasoning behind this i don't love it i don't really get it but it's ridiculous it's, it's weird it's also. just completely insulting to all the fans that made travel arrangements to go watch games in vegas yeah the nhl just clearly doesn't care I no, they don't. Well, yeah, shouldn't be surprised. Nobody should be surprised. No, unfortunately, I don't. I don't want to rag on anyone, of course, for going out and booking a flight or a ticket. But man, the NHL, this is what they do. That that sucks. I feel for you. It's just like it's ridiculous. So I feel for everybody that you're going to lose a bunch of money. I was looking at the Oilers subreddit this morning when this kind of stuff came up from oh, yeah. uh, from Mark Spector originally, and yeah. um, there's a lot of people that are going to lose a bunch of money here. And that sucks. That is super shitty. They should offer like a free refund on all game two tickets. Like how? But they're not you, going to. They're just yeah, going to say no, fuck you, and then you're deal with it. Yeah, because there's always you're always subject to risk. Because what is always the terms and conditions and the tickets you purchase and these things is that yeah you don't know things might move around. Yeah, <laughs> which is I think the Leafs are going to sweep the Panthers just to finish that part of the conversation off. I, w- I would agree. It would be close. Four well, or five games would make sense. I think I honestly I just think that like I look at the Panthers like the Oilers in the 90s when we beat the Stars. It took fucking everything to beat them. Yeah. And then you come up against the Colorado Avalanche. So they're Stanley Cup. Yeah. And so I just I like in the, and this is me also saying that I want to believe that Florida is going to put up a fight. But I, everything I've believed about this playoff so far has been wrong. So. 
I'm going to just continue if, to. It feels like now the Leafs it. are through their little curse. They've gotten yep. there. They're out of their own heads and they're past the first round. Think they should be fine to take care of business against a team. They went three Oh and one again. That's why I just think they walk through Florida. Yeah. Five games would be my guess. Gentlemen sweep Florida probably picks up a win at home because it's not always easy to go into Florida. It's so fucking nice there. Like how would you play a hockey game when it's like 35 degrees and you want to yeah. be on the beach? Mm. How do you do that? I couldn't. And now you've got you the go Kentucky to Disney Derby World. to distract yeah. you as well. Yeah, everybody's worried about the Kentucky Derby. And apparently the there's a race. horse. I got a message from Horse Racing Alberta today. said apparently there's a horse in the Kentucky Derby called Skinner. You Skinner? Skinner? Oh, got on it or what? <laughs> you got a message from Alberta. How much said, are you betting with wow. our friends at Betway that you're getting horsey? And milk? it's not even information that's like inside information. It's, it's information about a name. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah someone just said, hey, I thought you'd find this Brilliant. interesting, Tyler. And they told me. Bet, bet on stew. On in the stew. Kentucky Derby. That also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you should put 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 a wager on that. Seems like good vibes. Is it Florida's owner's horse? No, his yeah. is called, I Googled that actually a couple of minutes ago. His has actually won before, oh. which is crazy. Um, so yeah, Skinner Secretary. is going to be racing as the number nine horse. 20 to one odds on that Does one. Does have a horse in the race? Uh, sadly, no. Uh, what is Vinny Viola's horse? Vinny Viola horse, Kentucky Derby. Who's Vinny Viola? The owner of the, the, owner of the Panthers. Oh, the Panthers. Um, always Dreaming wow. is the name of that horse. It'll race as the number five horse at the upcoming Kentucky Derby, I believe. Maybe. Or is he not racing this year? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe at the Panthers game. Yeah. <laughs> Singing the anthem. For our friends at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and can uh, and bet responsibly, I got a couple of little series bets for you from our friends at Betway. I want to yeah. throw your way. Just oh. curious what you think. Team are we going over under? Is that what we're doing? Well, I'm just going to give you a couple of bets here, Liam, and we'll see if you like them or not. All right. How's that? Sounds good. Leon Dreisaitl to score seven plus goals at plus 500. Ooh. What did he score in the first round? Seven. 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 So in the series as a whole, Betway's offering this, eh? <laughs> yes. No. Seven. Yes. Yes, you will. I would put over seven. seven. Zach Hyman, five plus goals at plus 550. Under. Let's go. We got a bunch of unders here? I'd go under on that. Yeah, I would too. Uh, what else we got here? <laughs> Ooh, lofty. Connor McDavid to score seven plus goals at plus five fifty. Yes, I like the one. There's one they have for twelve points. Yep. I so like we one. got Connor to score twelve plus points at plus three seventy five. Oh, yeah. Over. That's over, that's over, not over even there. that much money. Is it? You like that? That's the odds are are crazy. not that great for twelve points. No. Average two this, points a game. They win it in six. Let's go. Giddy up. But what if the series goes four or five? Then you're pretty much hooped on all of these. Nah, because you'll have four four-point games. <laughs> uh, hypothetically, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But there's <laughs> they, honestly, if they won it in four, could you not see a four-pointer, a yeah. couple three-pointers, and a two-pointer? If, if, if they sweep, you'd think it's because Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl went nuclear. But we also talked about the power play thing earlier, man. I don't know if this is going to be a super high-scoring series. I don't, I, don't, I don't love the overs on these. Personally. <laughs> How about a couple of uh, just let's pick how many games. So Tyler, you had in five games. Yeah, but my favorite bet is actually Oilers minus a game and a half in the series at plus 125. How does that work? They got a win four two four one or four nothing like minus a game and a half from the series spread. Ah, I see. All right. You got that one there. Dan, can I interest you in six games at plus 187? I think I'm going to go seven. Seven is plus 200. Yeah. With our friends at that way. Go. Liam, what are you thinking? Five plus five plus two fifty plus two fifty. I'll do that one. All right. 
Make sure that you are betting responsibly. And just outright winner, the Oilers are favorited at minus 163. Which, again, I think speaks to the fact that Edmonton fans are moving lines more than... Because that's Vegas Golden Knights are the number one seed in the Pacific. They If if you believe that bettors are just betting based on that alone, then Vegas should be the favorite. But the Oilers yeah. have been rolling lately, though, right? If you look yeah, at trade deadline onwards... They've been the best team in the NHL. They were the they were the top ten for the last ninety days of the season, wasn't it? The others are the best team in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. From the trade deadline, they had both. Yeah, we're we're elite. How about some series correct predictions, which are fun? I would go Oilers four two because Oilers in six plus three thirty three. I like it. Tyler, your uh, Oilers in five would be plus five fifty. Spicy. Dan Oilers in seven is plus four fifty. And if you think the sweep plus 1,000, maybe a little sprinkle on there. Just a little. Dave Portnoy style? Just a little one. <laughs> a little, doot, doot, doot. little dusting. There you go. For our friends at Betway, make sure that you are 19 plus and please bet responsibly. Let us know what you're putting a couple of shekels on. I'd like to know. I'd like to know. Tyler, what else you got? Word association. <gasps> Finally. <laughs> I thought you were just going to go, fuck. <laughs> Finally. I thought he forgot. I never forget. What do you got? What's the order? I got one, two, three, four, five tee-ups for you. Five. And we'll start with Dan and go around the room, ending with BM at the top. Alrighty. Let's go. Word association is the most like treasured bit on the podcast. Yep. It's good. Do you know how to play Coomzy? I'll figure it out. All right. There's not a lot to it. Yeah, no, there's really not. All right, Dan. Seems right up my alley. You're up. Yamo's game winner. Timely. Um, clutch, bonkers, monkey off the back, needed, predictable. Clem Costin's first round, hammer down. Uh, <laughs> Fernando Pisani, <laughs> uh, big, efficient tripod. Fucking <laughs> 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 thesaurus guy over here. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Dan, the Vegas Golden Knights all gold home jerseys. Puke. Aggressive. <laughs> Vegas. Pink. Vomit. <laughs> awful. <laughs> they are awful. They're terrible. I've got to have. I've got my "Why You Should Hate the Golden Knights" article coming out in a little bit, and there's the jerseys. And the fucking chrome buckets they oh. wear. C3PO. I can't suck. believe those are allowed. They're ridiculous. They're, like, I, I appreciate the effort to change things up, but I feel like you get one awkward light thing on that for a goalie could be brutal. Yep. Well, what's funny too about the Golden Knights, I'm trying to bring it up right now. The Golden Knights golden jersey is, uh, it's weak. The shirt is like the jersey is actually weaker than the fabric of other types. Oh. And so I've seen them in multiple fights where the necks are ripped. Because the players like grab the neck and are jarring around <laughs> at it and it's ripped apart. Right, next saying. one I got for you guys, just straight up here. Jack Eichel. Dan? Dan? Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, underrated? No. I, yeah. He always <laughs> looks like he's having an allergic reaction. <laughs> That's what word association supposed to be for. Uh, uh, Big. <laughs> angry kid. Fraud. <laughs> Yeah, stepchild. You guys, you guys got those vibes. <laughs> and last one. Uh, the Panthers not selling tickets to Canadian residents. I, a classic troll. Sad. Uh, Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Who's going to go? 
<laughs> there you go. Plus also, how many fucking snowbirds have a resident in Florida? Anyway? Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, or you just cares. know somebody. You'll be like, hey, can you buy my tickets? I'll pay you every, back. Every sad. post I saw on social media, there was a comment from somebody being like, hey, Florida resident, I'll buy them for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're probably Tampa fans, to be honest. <laughs> You just like, I don't, I don't understand the play there. Like, I get it. You don't want Leafs fans to take over the arena, but like. They could do the Jersey band, the lightning we're doing back in uh, 2015 with the Rangers. I think it's smart. I think it just gets people talking about them and it, and it's not new. Remember when the Preds and Penguins played each other in the cup final predators have the, uh, ban the red movement that they do every year too. Uh, but Blackhawk fans, the Preds in that cup final, you had to be in Tennessee. Never mind, Just American. You'd be in Tennessee to get tickets to the game. Hmm. I, I just think it's smart because all it does is it, it, it brings out the anti-Florida jokes and then all the Floridians get their backs up and get excited. And then their Panther. Fans oh, great. Out. Now we need to encourage Florida man to go do more stuff. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's too busy being the governor. Should what? we make predictions before we end the show? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, there's the in six or there's in five. I just, sorry. I meant for the entire. Or there's in seven. Well, there's some six. I okay, think. I'll yeah, do five. Well, six, five. I'll go six. Yeah. Okay. So we got that one. Okay. So that's good. Uh, Panthers leaves. I got leaves in five. I've got leaves in five as well. I've Ooh. got Panthers in seven. Leafs Ooh. in four. Leafs in seven. Oh. Okay. Kraken Dallas. Dallas in six. Kraken in six. Um. Ooh. Dallas in seven. I'll do Dallas in f- six. I have stars in six as well. Uh, New Jersey, Carolina. Devils in six. Uh, I'll go Devils in seven. I'll go Devils. Devils. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Devils in six. Devils in seven for me. Uh, Devils in five. Because Carolina's banged up, are they not? Yeah. Sveshnikov yeah. yeah. is injured. Teravine in. Yeah. Yes, he is on their top right wing. Burn. <laughs> That's big. Well, okay, I'm changing. Kane's in four. <laughs> 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 How dare you? You're going to get at least one angry tweet from that one. He was on the ice for the serious clinching goal. Can so we talk? Good. Did anyone see the graphic that the NHL account put out today about <laughs> Matthew Nyes? No. Holy shit. Go to their Instagram if you're watching. They they have it pinned on the top of their Instagram account. The NHL main account. Matthew Nyes on the ice for all three <laughs> OT winners. That's honestly pretty cool, though, to be fair. <laughs> Come on. That's the kind of thing I would brag about in beer league hockey. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I was on the was ice on for the three ice. of I didn't contribute to the play. I don't think he got a point on any of them. Didn't he like embellish that high stick? I yeah. wasn't even close on one of those. He's goals. a contributor. The caption also says big. right place, right time. So like, like, like he took that shift at the right time. The, the three posts that the NHL's Instagram has deemed worthy of pinning at the top of their account. The gate, the schedule for tonight. Oh, is it accurate? Did it have any times on it? Has an asterisk. <laughs> uh, uh, the Kraken. Will can they, they make it to the conference final? The and then a flex about Matthew Nyes being on the ace for three overtime. Oh my goodness. The funniest graphic is still that one in the NBA where it just shows that guy who played like 37 minutes, zero points, zero rebounds, <laughs> oh, zero assists. Tony Snell. Zero, yeah, Tony Snell. That's the guy. That's always the funniest graphic to me. Yeah. That. <laughs> or the other one that I think it was Sportsnet came out and it was like six random players and it was like six men, 35,412 days on earth. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck days, is days on Earth? 
<laughs> and then there was there was the same Patrick's Day one too with the Flames, and they were like, "Oh, all these Irish guys on the Lou Cheech played in Boston. Lou Cheech played with the Bruins, an Irish-ish city. Oh yeah, oh, played for the Bruins. Kerry <laughs> Price, Mark Shifley, Crosby, Matthews, McDavid, and Stamkos. 56,381 days on Earth. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of days on Earth, man. They should have kept a running tally. I'd like an update on that. Yeah, what? They, they should do that every season. What What's like the context behind it? Like why? What a random assortment of players. Is it like about the pandemic or something? Is this about like Team Canada? I don't know. That seems I like, know. That seems like a graphic on from, from it. like... It seems like somebody with the graphic design department was just high and was just like, I'm going to make <laughs> this, us something new. It feels like something from like July, August of 2020. 2017, December 10th, it oh. was posted on... Oh, we need an updated website. graphic then. That was years ago. <laughs> yeah, someone should figure that out. Ugh. Not going to be me. I need you to figure out a reservation at Greta for the watch parties. One is coming up tomorrow and as it turns out, Saturday. Go to gretabar.com forward slash book. Make sure you get your table in. It will be full. Let me tell you, on Saturday, that place was packed. Tyler was hosting. Did a great job. Producer Aaron was hosting. I used the word regicide on the mic. Yes, you did. Why? Means to kill a king. Oh, he learned that because somebody said it in our chat. Mm -hmm. And then he had to Google it. Yep. Yes. I told Tyler not to say words he doesn't know the meaning of on broadcasts. It sounds like something you put so on. just did it at parties. <laughs> like, it sounds like a kind of hand sanitizer. Kind of. Regicide? Yeah. Or like something you spray in your backyard to get rid of ants. Mm, yes. Or people named Reg. Yep. <laughs> R.I.P. Andre Sekera. Reg Dunn. Sexy Reg? Yeah, sexy Reg. He's still spray- alive, though. They yeah, he's still here. Is he still playing for the Dallas Stars? He's still accumulating days on <laughs> Earth. Is he still in Edmonton's cap? Uh, no, he's done now. I think he's done. Is it who's who's the who's still left? Luch, the real deal. Oh no, Luch is done after this year. Yeah, oh, real deal is still there. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Thank God we finally got that Benoit Pouliot cap hit out of here. Am I right, guys? Yep. So they've got. Uh, Could use him back. Yeah, actually, this year was the end of Sexy Reg and Luch. What? And then so two more years of uh, the real deal. Okay. One point nine. Sweet. Yeah, and well, you got to yeah. get Jacks in there now in the off season too. Oh, how dare you, Dan? One one point nine mils per year to remind us the nineteen goals he scored that one season. Not twenty, unless you ask the NHL, then it's kind of twenty. <laughs> I don't think he would have scored again that year. I think no, because he was hurt. It's a conspiracy. Ah, what do you know? Yeah. He hadn't scored a goal. So he scored all of his goals in October and November. Uh, just one last thing that I want to cash in on before I close out the podcast on is what were your thoughts on the Flames gassing Daryl Sutter? despite the fact that his two-year extension starts on July 1st. Well, I think it's like actually an interesting shift of like Don Maloney, their president of hockey ops came out and was like, yeah, there were agents and other staffers and players who made it known. This is what they wanted. So this is what we did. It's almost like the flames like ran themselves as a democracy. And Maloney went to everyone. I was like, do you like them? And they're like, nah, well, all right. And his statement was like, he's, he's this kind of tough nails coach. And that, Time's out, and we think it's timed out. The same guy that signed the extension a year ago, mm. yeah, says that he now thinks that they've timed out. Like they didn't know who Daryl Sutter was as a head coach before that. And it's been interesting to see how it's not just like one or two media people, but like all of them are being told the reports, and their sources are telling them like support staff hated this guy, players hated this guy. Like how big fellow of a dick are you if the support staff hates you? How are you an yeah. asshole to the trainer? Yeah. Did you guys see Huberto's quote? 
I would love to hear it. Let me find it. I saw Mackenzie Weger and uh, Lindholm were both watching live on the live stream. And they were uh, commenting too, weren't they? I don't know if weren't they were they putting emojis that, in the chat or something. That would be incredible. All I know is that there's a new tractor showing up to the Sutter farm this year because he's got some cash. So this was a uh, Hubido on of the Jacob Peltier, Peltier incident. So we were, and so he said we were all disappointed, especially for the young kid who comes in and doesn't doesn't need as a young player. He just wants to play well for himself and the team. In the media, we were all pretty surprised. We were all saying that's Daryl. Dot dot dot. But there was also another call that basically said like he told Peltier that he played really well that day. And then went out to the media and just acted like the kid didn't exist. Weird. He's just a prick, to be honest. That like, was a weird it, situation. Man, that was that, a really weird yeah. thing to do. How does pretending that, you don't know? And it it was especially odd that was all going on right as there was a little bit of anxiety as to whether they would sign that NCAA kid that was doing really well. Oh, uh, Coronado. Yeah, and there was like, oh, are we gonna be able to sign him, or is he gonna stay out east, Harvard guy? And then you have your head coach just fucking with rookies <laughs> in the media. It, yeah, I mean, I. Oh. I'm oh, sorry, oh. go ahead. I'll get to it after. New game time. <laughs> Your Oilers are playing games one, two, three, four, and five on the same day. I think I was just going to say, I think it's good that Calgary basically put it all out there that like this guy was a douchebag to everybody, like from top to bottom. And okay, I don't even care what I'm going to say anymore. Please yeah, read. Yeah, like your, your face is like, you can't make sure. You should have just faces. said what it was at first. Second round schedule officially released as per the NHL. Game one tomorrow, 9 30 Eastern, so 7 30. Mountain. mountain. So 630 Pacific. Yeah. Saturday, five o'clock mountain. Okay. So it's confirmed Wednesday, Saturday, Wait, Monday in Edmonton, 630 mountain. What? So that means 650. I kind of fuck with this actually. <laughs> and then Wednesday, 10 or eight o'clock mountain. What is this schedule? <laughs> and TBD the rest of the way. There's- How about the Oilers not getting like any home games on the weekend? Yeah, they will not play a Friday or Saturday home game this round. Wait, what's game six? Because my birthday's on May 13th, and I was hoping there'd be a game that day. They will play Friday is game five, May 12th. Sunday, game six. So May 12th is the game here. Oh, game. No. May 14th is the game here. Game six. It doesn't make any sense. It's all I'm yeah. seeing on socials right now is there's a lot of angry Oilers fans that clearly yeah. were had made plans to go traveling for this game. And now they are just straight fucked. If Leafs Panthers will not play day of Kentucky Derby confirmed. Yeah, that's it. Is oh, it the Saturday? That's the right? Yeah, that's the whole. That's the thing that fucked this whole thing is the goddamn Kentucky Derby. Vinny Viola owns a damn horse. horse. And now we got to extend our trip. Some donk. Bet on Sue. Stu. Stu. One of one. What a ridiculous league this is. Ah, you guys got the script earlier, right? It's we're fine. We got some more games. What other li- this, so. like basketball? Their second round schedule, no problem. It's out. Well, Bravo. they play the second round during the first round. That like is game all, one. That is, of, I know like, that. Yeah, there's, you got the game Knicks one were of, playing while what's their names were still finishing up. It's nuts. Yeah, but like, good, go get it over. Let's get the playoffs moving. Why do you need? Like, I'm sorry, but the Oilers didn't need three days off in between. No, games. they could have been playing. The Oilers in Vegas could have played their game one. Monday. Well, the first first round series were still going. Who cares? Could have been Monday, Sunday, six o'clock Devils Rangers, eight o'clock Oilers Golden Knights game one. Yeah, no true. reason why it couldn't have been. You're right. We should send an email to the league and say we've. No, they the probably don't know how to email. It's the Pony Express. You have to send letters to yeah. them by Carrier Pigeon or Pony Express. Pony oh. Express, Kentucky Derby Express. What a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My horsey's my horsey's running, and I'd like to see it run. <laughs> and then he's and then he's singing the national anthem of the next game. So essentially, the Florida Panthers 
owner cares more about horses than the hockey team he owns. I think mm. the NHL does too. You think they care more about horses? What? Not I even horse I, racing, I, but just horses. I think the NHL cares more about literally everything else than his actual league and product. They hate the fans. Definitely don't care about their fans. They no. Actively dislike the fans. I'm looking on Twitter right now and there's a lot of upset Oilers fans right now. Uh, like the, the start times are kind of whatever. 6.30 on Monday? Why? 6.30 on a Monday. But it's just like, why? Like the Oilers haven't played a 6.30 game all season. All season, but for some reason, game three, and I'm sure it's like the first home game of the second round. Pop it at six thirty. Hey, you off work? Doesn't matter. Fuck you. I just hate how the <laughs> NHL does nothing to actually like try and support Canadian fans. Well, but that but- and just stuff like these times just seem to benefit. And I get it. Like maybe a Mountain Time isn't the best time to for us, but it's just like, well, the NHL, the Canadian fans pay your bills, and now. I don't know. It's just but, a little but we, we've talked a million times about how we want Connor McDavid on prime time. And if they make it early time yeah. in the West, then people out East will actually stay up. To watch so it's game, because it, the, and the Oilers are actually going to be the only game on that Monday. Yeah. So they're going to be the marquee thing. And this is what it makes sense. We, I guess we've, we've talked about, Oh, why doesn't the league market Connor McDavid? Well, here it is. Well, and we also know that the start time is actually usually a half an hour later anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. So this game will actually start at seven. But also nice. we have, you guys, you guys keep saying it's the horse, but the disturbed concert is now not having to move. So I'm just saying it could have been down with the sickness. <laughs> Wait, hey, there are people listening to this who probably have disturbed tickets. Yes? We're very relieved when I, hey, you know, go. they've got I Wednesday at oh, 10. Damn it. I thought it was the that's Wednesday. in, in Vegas at Edmonton. What? Oh yeah. May Monday, Wednesday. Do you have the whole thing? Uh, I tried. Up? Cause the Never Friday mind. game is. I thought it was Thursday. No, no, he's it's right. going Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, yep. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah Wednesday, the 10th though. Oh so, God. Hey, if you're going to disturbed, no, you're not. <laughs> you are not down with the sickness. Anymore. I just find it strange that like, surely like these arenas or these entertainment groups would send in schedules to the league and be like, Hey, this is our schedule for like when we have concerts and stuff like, what do we need to move to accommodate games? Or like, how can we accommodate all of this? And then literally the night before one of the game, the series starts like, shit, you guys have Shania Twain over the weekend? Why didn't you tell <laughs> us? No one say this. Well, Gary, it's just in this little thing we sent you. There's a whole website that's got the whole <laughs> yeah, schedule like, on it. Oh, Everything boy. that goes on in that rink, you can just check it out right what, there. What other concerts are coming in up in, up, up, up in Edmonton that might mess with the schedule? What are just coming up in general for entertainment? Are the Wiggles sake? coming? <clears throat> Bro, oh, just, nobody steps aside for the Wiggles. When's the door of the Explorer? Isn't Nickelback here in June? Wow. Like, yeah, June that's June? right before the draft. Though. So that'll be, I don't know because I'm going. They'll be wrapped up by then, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. So we should be fine. No more here. Like a disturbed concert later in the month too? No, we're oh. good? There's no games on- Blink in June? When? Uh, 29th, I believe. Okay. <laughs> oh, you totally just said that. There's a big, actually, <laughs> conveniently, there's a massive gap between May 24th to June 24th between Jordan Peterson and Nickelback. <laughs> that's uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Can't wait a minute. Wait, to <laughs> wait a minute. Jordan Peterson is at Rogers place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, May 24th. Oh my Lord. Beyond order. 12 more rules for life tour. Oh, How weird. many rules does this guy need? <laughs> well, 12 can, more. Between that and Nickelback, I can tell you which one I'm going to. Between May 24th and June 24th, we will get in game two of this series at some point. <laughs> Such a variety of events at Rogers place. We've got. So we have Jordan Peterson. He's singing Nickel- for Disturbed. <laughs> yeah. Is yes. what I'm understanding. Okay. Jordan Liam, I, Liam, I love you. We don't need to do this. It's been an hour and 10 minutes of this podcast. What is Monster Jam? Volbeat, though. Monster Jam is Edmonton? Volbeat. They're on hockey fights all the time. Really? Yep. Volbeat sounds like a Pokemon. Then the Avengers are coming. 
Sorry, Avenged. A the movie? Avengers? Like Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, I've got tickets to that. Right before Roth Stewart. <laughs> this is Friday, August 4th. The playoffs will be wrapped up by then. Yeah, we should be good. Or it could be game three. <laughs> They're still going to be playing first round series games. <laughs> They're still playing those regular season games between the Flames and the Canucks from the 2021 season. <laughs> I want to thank our friends at Greta, Boston Pizza, AMA Travel, and Betway for making the podcast possible. And most importantly, all of you for listening. Thank you for welcoming us into your head. <laughs> That's where we'll end it. Have a great week, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.